title battles, retirement and team drama. This week I'm checking in on our pre-season predictions and seeing how they match up after 12 races. So get ready, because you've been summoned to the steward's office. Hello everyone and welcome back to the steward's office. I'm Syra, and this week I'm having a look at what our pre-season predictions were. So at the beginning of this F1 season, I sent out a Google form and asked you guys a couple of questions on what you thought was going to happen during the F1 2023 season. And then I made an episode letting you guys know what I thought was going to happen compared to what you guys thought, and I will link that episode in the description if you want to have a listen at that again. But I thought it was a good idea just to have a look back on what those predictions were and how they're matching up to what's going on at the moment. So prediction number one was all about who we thought was going to win the Constructors' Championship. So I thought we would be in for a tighter battle this season. I thought we'd see a battle between Red Bull, Ferrari and Mercedes. I genuinely thought a year after the regulations had come in, We would see a bit more convergence on the grid. We'd see cars getting closer together, especially at the top of the field. And it led me to believe that we were going to have a three-way battle for the Constructors' Championship. Now, the outright winner of the Constructors' Championship, I thought was going to be Ferrari. I had a gut feeling that Ferrari were going to manage to get a Constructors' Championship for the first time in years. And you guys thought, fairly similar to me you guys also thought it was going to be a three-way battle with the same teams but you thought mercedes were going to manage to turn their car around and take the constructors championship how wrong we all were there isn't a closer fight for the championship this year last year at the beginning of the season was actually a lot closer with red bull and ferrari seemingly battling it out until ferrari sort of faded back Ferrari are in fourth place in the Constructors. They're really not anywhere near to getting the Constructors' Championship. Mercedes are in second, but they are miles off of the points that Red Bull have right now and are nowhere near challenging them. So we were all very, very wrong there, guys. Prediction number two was then who we thought was going to win the Drivers' Championship. And obviously, because I thought there was going to be a three-way battle for the Constructors, I thought that would then mirror into the Drivers' Championship and we would see a battle between Max, Lewis and Charles. And that is a battle I'd be really, really interested in seeing on track. I think a lot of people would be. You guys ended up thinking the same as me. You thought it would be a three-way battle between those three drivers. But you guys didn't really say who you thought was going to win. It was an even split between those three drivers. I thought there was a potential that Max could get his third drivers, but I also didn't have a really resounding gut feeling on who was going to get it. I'm going to say we have a partial win here. Okay, fair enough. We've not had a three-way battle at all. Sergio Perez was kind of in a fight for the driver's championship for like five or six races maybe maybe a little bit less but that's faded away max will be winning his third driver's championship this year no doubt about it it's a massive mirror of what's gone on in the constructors championship basically but yeah not really a battle for him Lewis and Charles aren't necessarily anywhere near Max in terms of points in the championship either, but I do hope at some point we see a battle like that happen on track. I'll hold out my hope for next year. Like I said, though, I do think it's a partial win. We did mention Max being in the fight for the Drivers' Championship. It's just a fight that he is 
doing completely by himself right now. There is no one up there fighting with him. So I think we deserve half a point for that. The next prediction was then looking at who we thought was going to be last in the World Constructors Championship. And you guys agreed with me in thinking that it was going to be Williams. And I think that was a pretty logical prediction to make. Williams have been a backmarker team for a while now. They've not been performing well for a good couple of years. There's just not been a lot of light at the end of the tunnel for this team. Jos Capito also left at the end of last season. They managed to bring James Vowles in quite quickly, but I didn't know whether there was also just going to be a period of uncertainty there and just how much progress they would have actually made from season to season. The other teams you guys thought might end up being last were AlphaTauri and Aston Martin. So looking at Williams, we were definitely wrong. Williams have managed to put in a lot of effort over winter break, over their development period, and created a car that is a lot better compared to what they had last year. Look, they still don't have a car that I think is the perfect all-rounder, that is doing really well on every circuit, or really consistently at least on every circuit, but they are able to get into the points more frequently now than they were last year, or it just looks to be more of a possibility now. And don't get me wrong, I know that's down to both driver and the team and the development of that car. Alex Albon has been doing phenomenally and extracting so much out of the Williams. But yeah, they're in seventh place right now, tied with Haas on 11 points, and definitely not 10th in the constructors and not a backmarker team and I can't see them really slipping down into 10th either I don't think they're going to be finishing last this year for those of you who voted for Aston Martin look you were incredibly wrong but I don't blame you for voting for them they had a really inconsistent season last year they were struggling to get into the points at times the car was awful it looked like they just hadn't managed to nail the regulations as well as they wanted to this year they've obviously come in with an absolute rocket ship they were second in the constructors for a while currently in third but there is no risk of them dropping to the bottom of the constructors table at all however for those of you that did vote for alpha Tauri, congratulations because you are currently right AlphaTauri are at the bottom of the table with three sole points to their name. And if I'm honest with you, I don't see them getting themselves out of 10th place. Their closest competitor right now is Alfa Romeo in 9th place, who also have nine points. So to be fair, from 7th to 10th, there's not a whole load of difference. You've got 11 points in 7th, three points in 10th. Realistically, yeah, AlphaTauri could make a massive leap up in the next 10 races of this season right because the margin isn't huge i think from 7th to 10th it's all to play for i just don't see that alpha Tari improving that much there is a chance that they might not finish dead last they might get to ninth. i'm being quite optimistic with that though I think the thing with AlphaTauri and the other teams that are at that bottom half of the table now namely Haas and Alfa Romeo is that Haas and Alfa Romeo still seemingly have a car that works on some circuits. It's not the perfect car, we've heard the drivers complain about it, but it does get there. It's doing something on some circuits. We are getting a couple of surprise results from the cars. Alfa Tauri just seem to be fairly awful wherever we go. For Yuki to have gotten the three points he has managed for Alfa Tauri, it's been a real big battle for him. 
And I don't necessarily think the car is under him to do it. I think he's just had to drive the absolute life out of the car to get into the points. So realistically, no, I don't see AlphaTauri really moving from the bottom of the table. I know they've got Daniel Ricciardo in the car now. The car itself is just so bad. The upgrades they brought are not working the way they want it to. So I don't see a massive change in fortune for AlphaTauri. Then looking at who we thought was going to be last in the World Drivers' Championship, I ended up picking Logan for this, and you guys picked the same. And for me, my thinking behind picking Logan at the time was, yeah, he is a rookie. Oscar Piastri had a very good track record coming out from F3 and F2 and was also going to be in a very good team. I know McLaren have had their struggles in the past, but it wasn't like Williams at the end of the day. And I also had quite high hopes for Nick DeVries. I thought the AlphaTauri would be a little bit better and that he would have performed better. So my thinking was that it was going to be Logan. 25% of you, though, also voted for Nico Hülkenberg, which I do get. He was coming back after three years out of F1 from active Formula 1 duties. So I get why you think he would have ended up in last. But we were all kind of wrong here. The thing is, the driver standings are just a little bit messed up because we've had that mid-season swap between Nick DeVries and Daniel Ricciardo. So technically, Daniel Ricciardo is in last place, but he's only driven for two races, so we're wiping him off the board right now. Nick DeVries is currently in 20th after he raced for eight races. Now, as far as I can remember, he was still in 20th when he left. So Logan was still above him. So I think it's fair to say that technically at this point in the season, Nick DeVries is in last place, which is not a place any of us envisioned him to be in. Nico Hulkenberg, though, for those of you that voted for him, is actually sitting really comfortably in 14th place with nine points. Way more points than I thought he would have scored. He is in a much better place than what I was expecting him to be in, if I'm honest with you. And definitely what some of you guys are expecting him to be in. But he's currently holding the majority of points for Haas. Looking towards the end of the season though, yeah, I don't think Daniel Ricciardo is going to be finishing the season with zero points. So I don't think he's going to be staying in dead last. Nick DeVries, he raced for eight races. So I feel like we kind of have to take him out of the equation by the time we get to the end of the season. The thing is, Logan Sargent is in 19th right now with zero points. So out of drivers that have completed the full season so far, yes, he is in last place. But then 18th place is Kevin Magnussen with two. Then Yuki Tsunoda with three. Zhou Guan Yu with four. Valtteri Bottas with five. So the margins aren't massive. It's not going to take him a whole load to catch up with the guys that are around him right now in the Drivers' Championship. So really, it could be any of them. Most pole positions, we all thought this was going to be Charles Leclerc. The guy is lightning quick when it comes to one lap pace. I think we were all banking on Ferrari having a better car this year, but that has not been the case. Red Bull and Max Verstappen currently have the most pole positions, and I don't think that is something that will change over the next 10 races. Maybe we might see a pole position come from McLaren, maybe Mercedes, but I don't think anyone is going to take the most pole positions away from Max Verstappen this season. 
After that, I looked at drivers who might be retiring or just leaving Formula 1 at the end of the season. Now, overall, I didn't think anyone was really going to leave, but at a push, I thought potentially Nico Hulkenberg and Logan Sargent. You guys voted for Nico number one in terms of who was going to leave. After that, you then thought Alonso was going to retire and a couple of you voted for Sergio Perez, Valtteri Bottas and Yuki Tsunoda. So, so far, we have only had one driver leave Formula One and that is Nick DeVries. Wasn't his choice to leave, it was more the choice of Red Bull and Alpha Tauri, but he is currently the only driver that has left Formula One. We haven't heard from any other drivers that they're planning on retiring or planning on leaving. Obviously, by this time last year, we knew that Seb was going to be retiring at the end of the season. But so far, silly season has not been that silly. No one's announcing that they're moving to a different series or that they just want to retire full stop. It's been fairly quiet. Nico Hülkenberg definitely is doing another season in Formula One. Absolutely no doubts about it. Haas are so, so happy with his performance. Gunter Steiner is eager to keep him on the team. Nico Hülkenberg doesn't want to leave. So for all of us thinking that he was going to be going, we were very wrong. He's going to have at least one more season in Formula One. Now, I did mention Logan Sargent potentially leaving Formula One. There have been a couple of reports and rumours I've heard about Williams essentially saying that they were going to give Logan a couple of more races in the second half of the season to see if he could catch up with Alex Albert and his teammate. And if he wasn't able to, then they would start looking at some different drivers to take over that seat. And the person in prime position to take it would be Mick Schumacher. Logan is currently on a one-year contract with the team right now. So it's not like they'd be terminating his contract early. I haven't heard anything about him signing an extension with Williams right now. But like I said, it could just be rumours. We're going to have to wait and see what happens there. See, now, I really did not think anyone was retiring this year. And yeah, that included Fernando Alonso. But you guys thought he was going to be leaving. And he is most definitely not. Fernando Alonso is the happiest I've seen him in a team in a very, very long time. He truly does believe in what Aston Martin's goals are. I have no doubt that he genuinely believes and Aston Martin genuinely believe that they will be in a battle for a championship soon and Fernando Alonso is going to want to be there for it. So I'm going to be very, very surprised if he opted to retire at the end of this year. If anything, I think joining Aston Martin has just ignited that love for Formula One even more. It's been like a refresh for him. Honestly, I think I could see that guy sticking around for at least until 2026, I'm going to say. But that was also the fact you guys voted for Checo, Valtteri and Yuki. Sergio Perez, I do understand why you guys voted for him. He didn't have a great season last season. To be fair, this season hasn't been great, but I don't think he's going to be leaving. Valtteri Bottas, I don't even think his contract's over yet. I think he's got another year on his contract. I don't think Alfa Romeo are going to want to chuck him out of his seat. I know they've not, as a team, had the best season so far, but I don't think that's down to their drivers. I think they're very happy with their driver lineup. I don't think Valtteri Bottas is going anywhere. And then Yuki Tsunoda. 
I don't know whether you guys saw Red Bull might just want two new juniors into the Alpha Tauri seat, which I do get. But considering they've booted Nick DeVries out mid-season, we've got Daniel Ricciardo in the car, and Yuki has had a very, very good season so far. I don't think he's going anywhere either. The next prediction was who you guys thought were going to move teams. There were two drivers that I thought would be moving teams. I thought it would be Alex Albon and Sergio Perez. Alex Albon, I thought, would be moving to a better car. Last year, he had an extremely good season. This year has been absolutely exceptional from him. I love Alex Albon and his driving and what he's doing in the Williams right now. But he is definitely committed to Williams. He's happy with the team. They're happy with him. They really don't want to let him go. And he's not looking elsewhere yet. So he is going to be sticking around with Williams for a little while longer. Now, there were some of you guys that also agreed with me in that Sergio Perez would be moving teams. I still don't think this is off the cards. He's got a contract until the end of 2024. Christian Horner says they're not looking at swapping him out of the seat anytime soon. But anything can happen with that Red Bull seat. So I'm not going to rule Sergio moving just yet. But Alex Albon, I'm definitely ruling that one out. I don't think he's going to be budging. He's got a multi-year contract with Williams anyway, so I think he'll be sticking around there. So moving on to our eighth prediction, the driver most likely to get their first race win, and we all said it was going to be Lando Norris. It hasn't happened yet. We haven't had a driver other than Max or Checo win a race. And in my last podcast episode, I mentioned that I genuinely don't think we are going to have a team other than Red Bull win a race this year. I think they're going to do a clean sweep over the next 10 races. But that being said, I don't think it's impossible for Lando Norris to take a race win. That McLaren has transformed over the past couple of races. It's leapfrogged to the front of the field. It's a very good race car now. So I think there is still a chance that we could see Lando Norris take his first race win. Prediction number nine was in the team that we thought was going to have the most drama and we all said Red Bull for this one. Honestly, the reason I said Red Bull was because I thought we'd see a lot of on-track drama with Max and Checo and see some of it happen in the garage. I think it's because I thought there'd be a little bit more of a battle with the two of them. That's not materialised at all. Max has run away with the championship, but Checo is holding on to P2 by a big margin on both sides to P1 and P3 right now. So there hasn't really been that inner team drama with Red Bull. Where I think the drama has ended up is with Alpine. They are the team I think that have had the most drama this season, and it's just kicked off over the past race or so. I think if people thought about Alpine and drama, they probably thought it was going to be between Pierre and Esteban, but the two of them actually seem to be getting along fairly well at the moment. We haven't heard about big blowout arguments. They've behaved with each other on track as well, so it's not working out too badly for them right now, but the drama with Alpine is coming from their TPs, their CEOs, their board members. There is just a lot of unhappiness sort of with the senior leadership in Alpine right now. And finally, I asked for some of your wild predictions. So let's just go through what you guys said and see if they look likely to happen. 
if they have happened or if they are so far off right now that they're definitely not going to happen. This one made me laugh when I looked at it right because someone genuinely said that a TP was going to be leaving in the middle of the season. And I thought when I had read this first time around at the beginning of the season, nah, I don't think we have TPs really leaving in the middle of the season. It would take something quite major, right? Like, this is wild because it's not going to happen. My hat's off to whoever predicted this because, yeah, Otmar Zabnauer did leave in the middle of the season. Alpine have an interim team principal because they booted theirs out after 12 races with 10 races to go. So congratulations to whoever made that prediction because when I first saw it, I really didn't think it was going to happen. The next one now, this person wasn't too far off. Aston Martin get a surprise win and get called the Green Red Bull again. So Aston Martin have not had a surprise win, but they have had a surprise season. They have been on the podium multiple times. And if they figure out what's gone on with these weird set of upgrades that they've bought that have seemingly slowed them down, I think there's still a chance that they could get that surprise win. So I'm not writing this one off just yet. Equal amounts of drama with Ferrari and Red Bull Racing. They've both been fairly chilled out. I know Ferrari have problems with their strategy, with some of their staff and the communication, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's drama in the way that Alpine have right now. And yeah, Red Bull have definitely had a more chilled out season. Oscar outshines Lando. That hasn't happened. Potentially could happen, but not in terms of him getting higher than Lando in the driver's championship. I mean, never say never, there's still a chance, but I think we might just see him do better on certain circuits and tracks compared to Lando. It's going to be an interesting one to see, I think, in general with those two teammates in the second half of the season. I think we're going to see them a lot closer than what some people might have thought we would have. Carlos leaves Ferrari. This is definitely not happening this year. His contract runs at the same time as Charles at the end of 2024. And I know there have been rumours floating around about him potentially going to Audi and everything. But he seems very committed to Ferrari right now and for the future. He wants that contract extension from them. So we'll wait and see about that. But I'm writing this off for the rest of the season. He is not leaving Ferrari after this year. And finally, someone also said Williams not ending in last. And what a wild prediction that has come true and I think will be here to stay, like I said at the beginning of this podcast episode. Yeah, I don't see Williams really slipping into 10th. So not a prediction that was as wild as what that person thought it was going to be. Those are all of our predictions that we had at the beginning of the season, though. Some of them we were fairly close with some of them we were way way off with but I think that's the exciting thing because these were done before testing as well so all we had was what happened in 2022 to go off of and to base our predictions off of and we can just see how much has changed over the course of winter break to have so many different things happening. Formula One is back on the weekend though we are heading out to the Dutch Grand Prix in Zandvoort Max Verstappen's home race for the second half of this season. We have 10 races left and yeah, P1 in the constructors and the drivers is pretty much tied up. But I think we've got 
everything else to play for. There are still so many interesting battles going on up and down the grid. So make sure you're back next Tuesday at 9am so we can go through our Dutch Grand Prix review. Thank you guys so much for listening and make sure you follow this podcast so you get updates whenever I post a new episode and I will see you guys the next time you're summoned to the steward's office.